Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast. Straight talking ideas to grow your business. Hello and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, Grow Your Trade, the show that aims to help you grow your business. Now, as always, my name is John Lawley and I'm your web wizard. I'm Georgia and I'm your brand guardian. And I'm Andrew and I help trades get off the tools. So today we're talking about what happens when business and the economy starts to open up again. Um, You may have heard or may have read, you may have even been out to meet people outside, but apparently the UK is now opening up for business as the vaccine scheme is rolling out and the number of cases have come down. So how do you take those important steps to actually grow your business and actually grow your team again and start to put more people in your business so you can build your capacity and build your business to an all-time high? Andrew, you've had a lot of experience with this recently, haven't you, with your uh, new apprentice? And not in an evil way. Not sure what you mean in an evil way. Um, <laughs> yeah, from the trades point of view or from construction companies point of view, I think we're the one industry that um, on the most part we've been able to continue to work, continue to grow. It has been a little bit unpredictable still. Um, but apart from some of the larger firms that have probably had some engineers and some work, some office workers on, on furlough, for the most part, we're able to sort of reassess the forecast, look at what's going on in the business, start to adapt our marketing plans and also look at areas that we can look to grow the business or look to improve. As you mentioned, sort of having an apprentice for me, I've always sort of believed in, in the apprentices, the apprenticeship schemes that have been available. It's not always a guaranteed route to success, but when you do get a good one, it generally does buy you long-term loyalty from that future full-time employee. So, yeah, I mean, from my perspective, I, I would say my personal experience is probably a 25% success rate. Um, but you kind of generally figure out who's right for you, who's right for the business and whether or not the apprenticeship is actually right for the individual as well. But it's certainly coming up to the summertime and before um, everybody starts again in September, if you like, in terms of the academic year when the new apprentices start, it's well worth considering now and making inroads in terms of those apprentices. Hiring and building a team has always been something that personally has kind of scared the heck out of me. Um, having worked and managed different teams, um, you know, back in my days, used to, working in the West End, um, it's, it's all been great, but it's just difficult. It's just very time consuming with all those HR things. Have you had any experience of this, Georgia? Well, do you know what? Getting help in my business was the biggest game changer, if I'm honest. So I didn't run, go through an apprentice scheme, but I had a young lady come and work with me about six years ago on work experience. And honestly, I, I must have just landed on my feet. She was with me for about three months and I just thought she was wonderful. And she was polite. She was a sponge in the sense of everything I was telling her. She was taking it all on board. And I actually on, um, offered her a role as a freelancer in my business um, as soon as she'd finished work experience. And what it taught me as well was to stop being so pedantic and controlling in my own work, which is something we're all guilty of as creatives. And, and maybe it's trades as well. We often think, oh, no one's going to do it as good as us. Um, so it's better that we just do the job. But you cannot scale if that's how you, you run your business and that's your mentality. And there's some great lessons in bringing a team on board. When you're um, helping educate somebody else, whether it's a young person, a more senior person that's maybe had different experiences in other jobs as well, what they bring to your business and the value as well, the different ideas, um, just through conversation or through, you know, if you're a designer like me and, and the, how they're executing their design work, 
it can add to your business as well because you're not one track minded anymore. You're having different things going on that can uh, leverage up, I guess. And you can start outsourcing the little things that are not valuable uses of your time. As a business owner, you need to be working on making new connections. You need to be looking at um, winning new tenders if you're a trade and going out and positioning yourself in a certain way. And by doing being in the business and running all the tiny little bits and pieces is not going to help you scale. So having a team or, or an apprentice at least to start that journey, I think is so important. I mean, what are the advantages then of actually having an apprentice or a staff member over, say, freelancers? Um, I know from personal experience that hiring hiring a team of freelancers means that you can scale um, per project, for example. Um, obviously, there are pitfalls with freelancers because you know, you're going to have to pay them come what may, of course, but you would staff members. But freelancers may then be drawn off onto different projects and may not be as fully accountable to you as they would be if they were a staff staff member. But then you don't have to bother with things like HR and actually training them up because you're hoping that by actually hiring a freelancer, they're a fully fledged person who will actually be able to complete that task for you. I think that all comes back to the relationship that you build with your team, whether that is a freelancer, whether that is an employed person. It's how you as a team leader manage somebody, how you communicate, how you help them go from A to B and develop their skills and encourage them and um, and I haven't employed anybody up until this point but the freelancers that I use I feel I've been so lucky in the loyalty that I've had with them and they always want to go above and beyond to help me but in the same respect I try and go above and beyond to help them as well I give them time my time to sit down and go through things that they want to learn some skills they'd like to learn for their own projects and work um, and it's, it's a give and take I feel and that's the mentality I run my business with it's not just about what are you bringing to my business. I want to help others as well. And I think that comes back to you leaps and bounds. And so I get as well that because of the situation that we find ourselves in as a country, there are a lot of younger, um, employable people of working age who aren't necessarily going to get those opportunities now. Um with a number you know, of, of larger companies maybe not taking on as many people. Does that mean that for for the, the more you know the smaller smaller businesses out there and smaller business owners there's actually going to be a larger field of more intelligent or more upwardly uh, mobile people looking for opportunities i think the pool is certainly going to be bigger but the reality is it depends on the attitudes of those businesses because i think what we saw in the early days of um, the pandemic was a lot of the managing directors rolling up their sleeves if you will um, really streamlining costs and you know, putting people on furlough, maybe making redundancies and possibly in the process of starting to scale back up. Many people have lost their job. And I know one of the things that the government is doing now to sort of support those people that have lost their jobs is people between 16 and 24 that are currently on universal credit. There's this kickstart scheme available for, for companies to use. And what that is for smaller businesses is not like an apprenticeship where they're um, going to college and having a job and you're training them in that qualification. It's more a case of if there's an opening and you um, qualify for the criteria the government has set, the government pay for their work placement. So you've effectively got someone for 25 hours a week doing a relevant role in your company that you're currently advertising for. 
and it puts them in the shop window for you for, for six months. And if it doesn't work out after six months and you were in the position of thinking about taking somebody on, it gives you a very low risk way of taking someone on with no cost. In fact, they'll actually pay you to have somebody on the placement. Um, obviously, it's just your time, which you'd have to put your time into an employee anyway. Um, when you guys were talking about freelancers or, you know, in, in the trades, whether it's subcontractors or employees, um, there's risk on both sides. You know, I've, I've had great, great subcontractors and I've had great employees and, and vice versa. You know, the, the the employees that are sort of part of you for longer that, that you know, it's always it's never a fixed plane of motion. You know, you can have someone who's fantastic in year one and in year two or three, their life falls apart and it starts to affect your business. So ultimately it depends on, on the vision of the company, uh, where you're trying to go, the goals that you've set and what's best for the, the financial forecast and maintaining those financial margins. Um, ultimately, if, you're, if your plan is to exit the business at some point, you will need a strong infrastructure, which cannot always be subcontractors. So without getting into uh, too much detail, and obviously there might not be a role available, um, just in case people are listening, but Georgia, what to you are the standout characteristics of, of someone, a person that you might employ? The simple basics, good manners. I, I, you, honestly, it's priceless for me. When I, when I, I've been lucky in, in a lot of the young people that have uh, applied to come and work with me or, on a work experience basis or a freelance basis, the standout ones for me, just good manners and and an ability to want to learn. You don't have to know it all. When we're speaking about the, like the apprentice field and where I'm, where I'm talking about my freelancers who um, are in the startup phases of, of their years rather than um, a super established one, um, a, a person who wants to learn and will ask questions because they want to be better, that for me is standout because you can, you can mould skills you can't mould a personality <laughs> as much as some may want to try. Um, so that's that's just been my take on it and what I look out for. I mean, uh, Andrew may be very different in terms of uh, on site, how he feels uh, with some of the people that come his way and, and want to work with him. But that's what I look out for. It's It's been one of these weird kind of situations where for the first time ever, people have actually started emailing me their CVs. Um, people who've been out of work or, or looking for for a move, which you know must must be happen to to people if you get to a certain level, or maybe it's just you know they've got quite desperate, and that's why they're emailing things to me. But one of the things that struck me is the lack of um, ideas and, and creativity when people are sending in those kind of like prospective CVs. It's still quite old fashioned in the way that it's a Word document attached to an email sent, you know, kind of like randomly to the hello at email address rather than having researched someone, researched their company, maybe found out, you know, the style of creativity that that company goes down or the design style and maybe putting together something as, as kind of a resume. Um, or a video showing their expertise and how it would match. One of the things that struck me, and obviously I'm a Leeds fan, is that the Leeds recruitment um, strategy, going out finding the right players to play for Leeds in the Premier League, was more about putting together a presentation saying, right, we think that you as a player would fit in this role playing in our team structure, and this is the 30-page PowerPoint document showing how you would be a unique part of our team and how you would work and structure it. So maybe there's something in turning that around if you're looking for a job in re-engineering that. This is how I would sit inside your organization and this is the benefit I would give to you. But Andrew, I mean, you picking an apprentice 
is that someone you found or is that someone who um, you knew about or is that someone you actually went out and, and or someone who actually came to you rather? Yeah, it's interesting. So previously with my last company, I mean, like you, you sort of getting emails and getting recognized now. And we had that. We had people coming through the door all the time and we could just put them on a two to four day trial that didn't cost anyone anything. And if the work experience worked out for them, we'd offer them a position and it kind of worked quite nicely. Um, but we also had affiliations with colleges, which is something that any company can do. Um, literally go and don't contact your college and get in touch with them and even go and offer it to speak and add value there. That's no problem. Um, but this guy, uh, Universe Karma, whatever you want to call it, um, through my client that I work with, one of my clients I work with on a monthly basis, um, he was doing the training, um, completing his gas portfolio. And there was no real position for him at my client's company. Um, but on my on the tool side of the business, you know, where we're starting to, to grow and pick up work over the last year, you know, he, he just fit the criteria. And the criteria for me was he was 21. So he wasn't 16. He'd already been plumbing for four years. He was just completing his gas. Um, he's already got his own property. He's already got a long-term girlfriend and he's got a child, which generally means that his level of responsibility and his thought processes, you know, outweigh a lot of people in there who are 25, 26, 27. Um, and then the fact is the, the ability for him to actually do the job and the way he talks to people and talks to customers, which as Georgia mentioned, you know, he's warm and bubbly around people and he likes people and teaching him the technical aspect of the job is, is very straightforward if he's happy to listen and you can tell he's happy to listen because of the way he interacts with people. So but again, was very, very lucky with him specifically, but you know, we've met some great people and trained some great people. And a lot of those people uh, who were apprentices were trainees now have their own businesses as a result of being part of an apprenticeship scheme at some point. So he was hungry for more and I, I quite I can relate to that in a way because I when I started my own business um we found out I think it was well on my, on my leaving due basically I got home um after the leaving due from quite a secure job which had lasted about eight or nine years to find out that we were pregnant with our first child so there's nothing like a motivator I think in certain things like that and someone hungry to make something work um which but yeah I mean that's that's something I suppose we've all said here it's something that you can't, you can teach people a skill, just not a right attitude. You know, in terms of being ambitious, in terms of being driven, you know, it, it's a personality trait that I see less and less, you know, whether or not, you know, I'm hanging around with people that kind of life's all right now. And maybe back in the day, it was a little bit more of a struggle, but it seems that the generations coming through, um, I don't want to sound like an old man here, but I am going to sound like an old man here. It seems like they're, they've got everything and they're spoiled. And they don't know what struggle is and they don't know what hard work is. So when you sort of find that someone that, that maybe they understand the value of hard work because they've seen how hard their own parents have worked and they get that and they don't take it for granted and they still, and they sort of wear that on their, in their shoulder, where carry that all the time. That's, that's a real sort of difficult attribute to find in people. But where you do, you really need to try and, and utilise that as much as possible as an employer. Any final words, Georgia? Be open to hiring be open to uh, having an apprentice but don't have the wool over your eyes and it's not a okay life's going to be easy now you, you need to be uh, knowing your mind that it's going to be a time investment but it is an investment and when you can help someone grow and almost mold them to work to how you um, feel you need a team player in your business it's one of the best decisions you'll ever make Brilliant. Thanks, Georgia. Thanks, Andrew. I think that's um, some really good points there. And hopefully that's useful um, for you in your business. 
Um, and yeah, don't have that habitual fear of hiring people like I potentially have and need to get over. So to find out more about the show, um, you can find out, just log on to marketingsimplified.co.uk and you can contact the show as well at hello at marketingsimplified.co.uk and we'll see you next time. That's all for this time, but don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.